0: fix it's all sports talk on news radio WGNS good afternoon welcome to all sports talk a Thursday
2: edition uh, we're gonna start off with uh, some Providence Christian Academy sports and who else to talk it with than the uh AD and girls basketball coach Tara James Tara thanks for joining us as always
3: Absolutely, Money. Happy to talk today. Good to good to hear
2: your voice. I tell you what, you, you guys got all kinda good stuff going on. Well we gotta start with a ch- a championship though. Uh your girls on uh, golf team uh ran away with the championship in Sevierville last Friday. Uh beat uh Trinity Christian by eighteen strokes and uh what a performance by Caroline Purdue. She was low mellis, won on the seventh playoff. Oh my gosh. And then, um, um, uh, Isabella Johnson, uh, finished fifth. So, um, uh, quite a, uh, performance by those girls. I don't know what to say.
3: Yeah. Really exciting. I was, um, and it sounds bad, but I was actually on the beach getting, um, there's an app that you can see every hole, you know, and, Caroline Pardue was holding the lead for a while and then she was tied for a while and then she was holding the lead, but it looked like most of the day we were going to win um, team-wise. That was pretty much, that That was a done deal unless they both just completely fell apart and I knew that wasn't going to happen. So we knew they'd be bringing home the gold in that respect as far as the team goes um, and Pardue looked to be holding first, but then when it went to the playoffs, I mean, Carrie and I text, I left Phillip alone because I knew he was, in coach mode, probably, but Carrie and I text back and forth a bunch, and he just kept saying, "They both parred. They both bogeyed. They are not bogeyed. They both parred. They both birdied. They both parred. They both, parred. They both birdied." I'm like it's about to get dark, and he said we're about 15 minutes away from it getting dark. Um, and finally, Pardue on the last hole, um, I believe birdied it, and the other girl parred it, and so she did when the state is an individual too, and you know, we're money, we're still talking about a freshman and a sophomore. So we're really, really excited for them. Obviously their families and coach Pettit, and coach Hammond, um, and for our school. So we haven't been able to celebrate them like we would like to, because we've been on fall break, but look forward to doing that next week.
2: Well, and you know, uh, going into that final round, I think, um, uh, the, the girls were seven shots ahead which is not a, a huge lead, really. But, I mean, really, within about the first seven or eight holes, that had gotten up to about 12, and then yeah. next thing you know, it's up to 16. They end up winning by 18. But, you know, there, there's still pressure there. I mean, you think seven strokes is a lot. It is for an individual, but, you know, you've got four different players involved in that dynamic. Anything can still happen.
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, they're young playing on a course that they've practiced on maybe one time. Um, You know, playing with other really good golfers out there. It's a ton of pressure. A ton. Um, I wish I had been there to watch them. It just so happened it was on our fall break and also in Sevierville. But um, the day before looked like it might have been. I think it was delayed by rain the first day. But, you know, they're both just incredibly gifted uh, golfers and very different too i think i've told you before caroline pardue has just a ton of confidence she doesn't just walk up and hit the ball but she doesn't take a ton of time she walks up she analyzes and boom she hits it um walks off and says hey coach glad you're here whatever and moves to the next bowl and then you've got isabella johnson who's very calculated and you know very very much taking her time and and Analyzing and, and looking at every hole, and and they both have their style, but man, they're good and they're so fun to watch.
2: Yeah, and I thought Philip, I talked to him that night. I thought he made a good point talking about Isabel. I mean, she's a freshman. Um, she finished fifth individually. That's a heck of a tournament with rounds of seventy-five, seventy-two. Particularly shooting seventy-two, and you know, while this is a team sport, it's it's a unique sport in that. You know, she wanted to win that that low medalist honors, too. But the thing he pointed out, he goes, that's just going to give her more confidence. And he goes, Who, who's to say she won't beat Caroline one day for the championship?
3: Right. Uh, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, they both, I think it probably makes them better that they both are competing daily in practice. I mean, daily. And then every time they play, they're competing. And so... I think it's just going to make them better. Um, Philip had told me the difference between how they are as golfers last year and this year is pretty significant. So I look forward to seeing, you know, the difference that they'll, where they'll be next year. You know, Pardue um, late in the season had a shoulder injury, and Philip may have told you about that. And then she came back stronger than ever, and I'm starting to wonder if she needed that break. You know, that break maybe was right on time for her. Of course, we don't want her to be injured, but she came back better than ever after the injury, after her break, and um, just went right right on in to winning the state championship. So really, really proud of both those girls. Um, I will point out, uh, and this is the coach hat for a second, Isabella's a really good basketball player. And so all through middle school, I was looking forward to, You know very smart just a great kid good point guard all through middle school just excited about having her and she said coach i'm not gonna play like what she said no i'm 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 gonna focus on golf i play 12 months out of the year and basketball would get in the way (laughs) so as disappointing as that was for me i totally understand the goal that she has the vision that she has and where she is right now with golf and she literally plays all the time
2: you know um I was thinking um, their parents got to be real. Both their parents have got to be really excited. One, cause it's their kids. They've been, they're enjoying great success. The other is the other factor on that though, why their parents are, are, are probably happy as a, there's looking like some free schooling uh, <laughs> in the future.
3: Definitely. I've not been privy to the information. I'm sure I will. I Man, they're both super young. I would say next year for Pardew will be huge. Same for Isabella, but um, I feel very confident what little I know about college golf scholarships, that they're both going to be just fine.
2: Oh, yeah, they are. Well, um, your other fall – I mean, it's been a great fall sports. Uh, Football now, are you done with football, or are you having one more game left?
3: So we have senior night, Friday night, which will be at the end of fall break. I still think we'll have a decent crowd. We've got some folks still out of town, but we're looking forward to that. And then – eight-man football has a division one and a division two and i think we're going to be able to host we haven't heard yet um division two playoff game, so that'll be fun for our guys i know Berg was a little on the fence going man if we didn't make it in the top three or four then i don't know that we need to play but then at the also i think it's really good experience for our guys who have never been in a playoff scenario win or go home situation that it would be good for them so Friday night is the last regular season, and then we'll be looking at a, a playoff game after that.
2: Well, that's great. Hey And you never know. I remember uh, one year, everybody made the playoffs. Everybody. Right. And um, Siegel finished last, and their coach all year said, I don't like it. It's, it's good. Right. Um, Coach White, he goes, he, you know, just like give everybody a trophy thing here. Yep, that's he,
3: what Kirk said,
2: absolutely. He goes, what are we doing? Well, Seagull's a four seed. They go and beat a number one seed. <laughs>
3: there you, know?
2: you go. So, I mean, you, you don't ever know. So, well, good. Those guys have had fun this year. They've made great strides. Uh, you know, you go through a year, you don't win, and then, you know, if it happens again, It's just not a lot of fun. You you want to see a little... some fruits of your labor, I guess.
3: Well, I think Coach Ferg has said to you and to me several times that the program's above where he thought they would be at this point after one year. Um, The good news is, Monty, our middle school program led by Jacquez Williams um, is undefeated right now. And it looks like we are very, very close to to taking that program to um, full capacity. And so... They will be, they'll be playing in playoffs as well, and I expect them to do very well. None of their games have been closed. So that's that's very, very promising for, for our football program.
2: Absolutely. We're joined today by Tara James. She's the AD and girls basketball coach at Providence Christian Academy. Uh, this portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back.
3: We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at budstireprostn.com. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But
1: why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything.
0: With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615 615- All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5 FM 101.9 AM 1450 online and on your phone at wgnsradio.com
2: Welcome back to All Sports Talk Tara James AD and girls basketball coach at PCA join us today okay uh, your state your uh, girls volleyball team um Maybe to the state tournament did lose uh, yesterday to Grace Christian three to one, but uh, wow how since I, you started doing this show with me um, how I mean they've come leaps and bounds.
3: Oh leaps and bounds. Um, they were headed in the right direction be- before for sure. I mean every year they've gotten a little bit better. Bringing Mary Ruth Jones in to help take this program to the next level has been huge. Um, it's been pretty awesome to watch. It's a really, really great group of seniors led by Marley McCauley, who is um, she's at about two thousand, over two thousand sets now. Really, really good setter. So they've been fun to watch. Uh, Mary Ruth has really, really changed the culture where she has come in, and, and, and they didn't want it to end, which is not always the case. Monty, when you're going into fall break, and you can either go to the beach or play volleyball. Um, some kids are torn on that, but they didn't want it to end, and their season went really well. We drove to Grace Christian uh, in Knoxville and played a really good game there. But, you know, when you hit the state tournament in Division two, and I have learned this, if you don't come with just a game on all cylinders when you're traveling to East Tennessee or West Tennessee, you know, playing at, at their home court, um, it's going to be tough. And so – really really good experience for that program very proud of them i can see them just this is you know it's taken their program to the next level and i can see them right back there in the running next season
2: and also um um pca's um soccer team advanced to the state's final 12 with a 7-2 win over good pasture
3: yeah they play tonight um against bga at bga bga soccer is really good um i think the last time we played it was three zero but you know monty a year ago it was probably nine zero seven zero something like that and so it's tournament time anything can happen really really proud of that program this is the third year that we've even had girls soccer um we've we've got some really good players and not just soccer players out there, just some, some good athletes who have really helped that program go to the next level that haven't always played soccer but have been willing to just kind of come in and help. And so really pleased with that program. Tyler Clem has done a great job there. A couple leaders on that team. Morgan Simmons, who's been playing since she was four years old, has really led well, along with um, Caroline Lukasik, who is Coach Farrar's granddaughter. Well, shout-out to him. He's at every soccer game. Um, and then Adora Nuwasu, who is a sophomore, has been pretty incredible for us this year as well.
2: Well, you you wrap all that up, add it together, um, maybe the best uh, fall sports season ever at PCA.
3: Oh, 100%. I mean, it's interesting. We've gotten some state shirts made, and we have state shirts for basketball. Um, you, you were talking about the best fall. There's no... There's no doubt. I mean, normally we've got two weeks off and there's a couple games sprinkled in. I'm really, really proud of our fall sports this season. All have improved. To have two of our teams going into state and one of our teams winning state, that's pretty incredible.
2: It has been. And soon you will turn the page and your coaching hat will be back on. Uh, When can you actually start practicing for basketball?
3: Um, not until the first week of November and I have not, I don't have a calendar in front of me, it may be November 3rd and I should know that, I just know that when I get back um, conditioning will begin which is a tough spot for me, Monty, because a lot of my girls play soccer and a lot of my girls played volleyball and they need a little break, Um, and so this will be a little bit different trying to figure out um, how much time they need and how to get them back in the gym and be hungry for the next season, but I have no no doubt, regardless of the plan that I come up with, that they'll be ready to go.
2: Um, how many players do you have?
3: I have 13 players.
2: Okay. Um, you got depth, or are you still working on that, you think?
3: I am still working on that. We have um, seven for sure, but I think I've told you before, they are all guard. I need a couple younger ones to step up. Um, in the off season, though, all but two have played other sports. <laughs> so, but I mean, this is the same formula we used last year. Our, our strength and conditioning guy makes sure that our out-of-season kids are in shape and ready to go. I won't have to spend a ton of time on conditioning, and we've got to be in great condition. Um, most basketball teams are typically seven to eight. If you've got eight deep, that's pretty solid. Um, so I feel okay about our numbers and where we are but also looking for a couple younger ones to come in and contribute.
2: Um, looking at your league, um, Webb, the favorite going in?
3: Uh, I would say for sure. Um, I don't know a lot of the kids that, are, that have moved in, that are coming in, but I, I have heard through the grapevine they've got several Division One prospects. And so when you start using that kind of language based on the season they had last year, I would predict them to be probably front runners. I have told you before, MTCS led by Hannah Phillips is going to be very strong. They've been young, but they're not young anymore. And they've got a ton returning along with two girls that were ineligible last year, that'll be eager to play this year. They'll be really tough.
2: And, um, see CPA is no longer in your division, right?
3: They are not. They are up with Endsworth and, and Baylor and the Brentwood Academy. And so I will. we will continue to try to play them regular season. We don't have them on the schedule. We, Becky and I could not work it out this year. But definitely a team that helps us get better, and hopefully we help them too going forward just as regular season games.
2: Y'all had a pretty good little rivalry with them too.
3: We do, and it's, it's a healthy, good one. I mean, I have really, really enjoyed – them you know we've enjoyed beating them sometimes and I'm sure they have as well but it has been a healthy good rivalry I wish them the best with Ensworth with and BA that it's not going to be easy <laughs> um, at that level but we want to continue playing them win or lose they, that's a really strong program Becky Legate does an incredible job and, and so we will continue to try to play each other and get better throughout the season
2: and what is your, um, what's your non um, um, region schedule look like
3: well, I'm pretty excited. We're playing o- – I say I'm excited. We're playing Oakland this year, which we haven't – we've tried to do. We just – we haven't been able to work it out with them and fit them in the schedule And so on, on both ends. And so we're playing Oakland this year. We're playing Brentwood Academy this year. Um, we're, we're playing several, you know, AAA teams. It's the same – it's the same formula I used – I have used in the past. Past is we're just – I'm not going to worry so much about our record – we're just going to try to get better during the season and play better teams and, and good competition and hope that that fares as well towards the end of the end of the season.
2: All righty. Well, Tara, thanks for taking a little time out of your day with us today. And um, good luck to your soccer team. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
3: Thanks, Monty. Have a great day.
2: That's Tara James joining us today on All Sports Talk. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, and we'll have the Blue Raider Insider Report.
0: Good afternoon. We still see a steady flow of traffic making its way down the interstate here on
1: 24 Eastbound. Coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County all the way out to Manchester with tons of radar out here this afternoon. Oktoberfest at Obrie going on now through the end of the month. you still got a couple of weeks left. Check it out online first at ObrieGatlinburg.com.
0: I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing.
1: News, traffic, weather, and fun.
0: (laughs) Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. News, traffic, weather, and fun. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop.
4: Hello again. This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, That wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422.
1: your home and auto.
0: It's time. Show
1: your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.
0: Go Blue Raiders.
1: Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance?
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM one hundred point five, FM one oh one point nine, AM fourteen fifty, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
5: Well, good afternoon, everybody. Let's take a look at what's going on in Conference USA football this weekend. Middle Tennessee, of course, has the weekend off, but the weekend of games is a bit limited, but it all starts tomorrow night, a Friday night game on CBS Sports Network where Marshall will take on North Texas. Then on Saturday, it will be uh, only four games on the schedule. UAB plays at Southern Miss. That will be a 2.30 kickoff and can be seen on stadium. Western Kentucky plays at Old Dominion. That's a 2.30 Central Time start on ESPN3. Rice will be at uh, UTSA at 5 o'clock on ESPN+. And Louisiana Tech and UTEP will be on ESPN+. And that one uh, is a little more... uh, has a little more excitement to it than expected. UTEP five and one uh, on the season at the halfway point. Louisiana Tech has had a couple of uh, tough luck losses. Here are the standings as we move into the second half of the season in the East. Charlotte is two and zero. Oh. Then you got Florida Atlantic and Marshall one and one. This is all in the East. Middle Tennessee right there at one and two in conference play with winnable conference games uh, coming up certainly down the stretch, and uh, the schedule does turn much into the Blue Raiders' favor after this weekend's open date. So you have Western Kentucky at 0-1, Old Dominion and FIU are 0-2. In the West, UTSA is unbeaten at 2-0, and they are 6-0 overall. UTEP, 2-0 in the league, UAB, 2-0 in the league, then Louisiana Tech, 1-0, and Rice, 1-0. So you've got... Five teams in the West that do not have a conference loss, but that's about to change. North Texas and Southern Miss are both 0-2 in conference play. So that's what's coming up this weekend in football. We will, uh, you know, of course, Middle Tennessee has the open date. They travel to UConn next week. All right, let's go to softball. Middle Tennessee facing a doubleheader uh, against Tennessee State and Columbia State. And the early game against TSU uh, started at 2.30, and they are wrapping up right now. And then the game with Columbia State scheduled to start tonight at 6 o'clock. Tennessee State finished the 2021 season with a nine and 33 overall record. They were five and 26 in Ohio Valley conference play. Columbia State in the spring of 2021 was 24 and 23. They were 16 and 16 in conference play. So uh, coming up next, it will be uh, for Middle Tennessee. They, They have added a home contest against Wallace State for next Tuesday at 4 o'clock. It was added to replace the uh, contest against Belmont that was postponed due to inclement weather a bit earlier. All right, cross-country. The Blue Raiders will head to College Station, Texas, for Saturday's Arturo Barrios Invitational, hosted by Texas A&M. It'll be the final race for the program before the Conference USA Championships. Men's tennis. The Blue Raiders compete at the Illini Invite this weekend, hosted by the University of Illinois at the Atkins Tennis Center. Middle Tennessee will join Arizona State, Illinois, and Tennessee in a hidden dual format. No team score will be recorded. All of the Blue Raiders will travel this weekend to play singles and doubles. And don't forget to put on your calendar, it's become an annual event surrounding the rivalry between Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky. The blood battle begins November 1st, and you can give blood starting Monday, November 1st, until Wednesday, November 3rd. More information is available on GoBlueRaders.com. All right, that's it for Thursday. We'll wrap up the week coming up tomorrow. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb & Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. If you have a growing family, are you thinking about downsizing, are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: Welcome back in to All Sports Talk. We're now going to be joined by Tony Stennett. He's with the MTSU Media Relations Department, focusing... Primarily on women's basketball, but and we'll touch on that a little bit. But we're going to talk a little baseball and about an event coming up on uh, the 29th of this month. Uh, Steve Peterson, a celebration of life. So, Tony, uh, without further ado, welcome in and kind of give us the the update uh, about what's coming on coming up here very soon.
6: All right. Thanks for having me uh, on today, Monty, and. Uh, we are having a celebration of life for Coach Peterson, October 29th, uh, to be there at the Re Smith uh, Stadium. And uh, gates will open at 6 o'clock that night, and the program will start right around 6.30. Um, meal will be provided, so this is not a ticketed event. It's free uh, to the public. And, um, but what we do ask is if you are coming if possible, uh, you could RSVP to me. You could just email me, which is uh, Senate, S-T-I-N-N-E-T-T, at Um or you could call me here at the office, that's um, 615-898-5270. Um, basically, just let me know how many would be in your group, um, or your party, or family, what have you. And that. That's mainly just so we can try to get you know as accurate a head count as possible um it'll the the event will be out uh on the field in a tent uh for for some of our donors it'll be um you know much like we had for donor appreciation a a large tent um with the capacity to be enclosed with space heaters in the event that uh it was cooler or the weather you know isn't uh, as nice as it is today hopefully it will be um but that's what we're trying to get done there and um obviously this is something that we wanted to do much earlier uh had planned on doing uh last summer or summer before last actually um but then of course covid struck in fact um first of all we'll probably remember where we were and what was happening as everything was being canceled there in march uh, for covid but for me personally uh, I'll always remember because coach Pete actually passed away the night uh, before you know those announcements were coming down and so I was really working on that uh, release about his passing from press row there in Frisco when the announcement came that that basketball tournament was canceled so uh, we had planned on doing something uh, that summer and then of course, because of COVID and everything shut down, time just wouldn't permit us to do that. But it's worked out now where we could do this. And um, that is also homecoming weekend. Um, so it works out perfect, you know, where a lot of former players uh, that can come back and they can come back for this celebration of life and also, you know, stay over and enjoy the uh, baseball game the next day. Any of our former players who are out there listening um, that, that want to come, of course, for the Saturday after we have the Celebration of Life Friday night, we will have a uh, baseball tailgate for the former players Saturday morning at 11 o'clock over at the stadium. And uh, any of our players that want to come, we'll also provide them with tickets to the football game. So, once again, they would just need to kind of reach out to me in advance to uh, let me know how many tickets that they would need. So we'll take care of them in that way. But as far as the celebration of life, um, we'll have some former players as guest speakers. Um, That lineup is already kind of set. We'll have um, Dwight Robinson, uh, you know, an outstanding player from uh, Pete's first team in 1988. Uh, We'll have Jason Maxwell uh, you know, an outstanding shortstop who's spent uh, more than a decade in the major leagues. Uh, Dewan Brazelton, uh, our highest draft pick ever. Michael McHenry, you know, another great Blue Raider and uh, great pro and really a guy that probably, you know, had one of those really good relationships with Coach Pete because he was a catcher. So uh, I look forward to hearing from uh, uh, Michael and then Tyler Burnett who, of course, uh, was an outstanding player at oakland high school and and then continued that success at mtsu so that's kind of the lineup of the five players uh john peterson will speak on behalf of the family um and i i can't really let the cat out of the bag but another thing i'm very excited about is on this night we'll be making an uh, an announcement about a uh, major project at the stadium that will be honoring coach pete um And be there for, you know, years to come so uh, we'll be making that announcement on this night as well so hopefully, you know, everything will go well and weather will work out good for us and um, it'll be a great night to celebrate Coach Pete and um, his life and his legacy.
2: Well, I tell you what, you talk about Coach Pete, salt of the earth, um, and you bring up Michael McHenry, I've got a bajillion stories as as you do, because We both covered his program at different junctures of our career for, you know, extended periods of time. But Michael McHenry said uh, what really attracted him um, to coming to MTSU as a catcher was that Coach Pete said, uh, you'll call your own game. I don't want a catcher that can't call his own game. And he thought that really enhanced his ability because, you know, Michael got up to the majors at a fairly early age, and he said that uh, he attributed a lot of that to Pete um, because he knew how to work with pitchers. You know, he didn't look in a dugout to get a sign. He called his own game.
6: Oh, yeah, and, that, um, and I think, you know, through the years, there was a stretch there, a, a very long stretch of time where every um, catcher, every four-year catcher who signed with MTSU and played for Coach Pete uh was drafted and you know uh had a chance there to play professional baseball of course pete was an outstanding catcher um but he really groomed those guys and you know uh monty uh, i guess you would say the same thing all the years you were around him but i think you know the reason we had so many players um uh, i believe it's over 70 uh peterson coach players were drafted uh, eight of which reached Major League Baseball. But I think part of that reason was he coached his players like young men and treated them like professionals. I always thought it was so funny that Coach Pete wouldn't talk about winning the conference championship. He talked about winning the pennant, you know, and, and stuff like yep. that. So everything was kind of in professional baseball terms, and including the way he coached the guys. Uh, you know, baseball only has 11.7 scholarships. Uh, so very very few players get full rides. Uh, in fact, the majority do not. And I know, like Coach Pete would talk about, if a if a guy was on a 15% scholarship but but had a great year or something, he didn't talk about increasing their scholarship. He talked about I'm going to give them a raise. You know. So I just think he he looked at everything in a professional way and and coached his guys like that. But. You know, the biggest thing I think you could say is that all of those guys played really hard for Coach Pete, and we didn't always have the five stars or the most, uh, you know, the five tool players and and all of that. He took he took a lot of walk-ons and ended up starting and won championships with them, um, and I think that kind of coincides with how he he treated people. You know, because I think Coach Pete treated everyone the same. It didn't matter who they were or or what role they played, and i'm not talking about just players i'm talking about everyday life um, you know he would talk to you and i as though we were there for sports illustrated you know i mean it was and always the same every day i think you always knew what you would get from coach p and um you know i can honestly say you know working here on campus and and being affiliated still with baseball in that program there's truly not a day that goes by that in some way I don't think about him, um, you know, and and I really do miss him and think of the impact that he's made in so many lives, you know. So, um, I think a lot of people probably feel that way and um, that's why I was really appreciative of you getting me on today and kind of try to spread the message because although we've had a lot of stuff out on social media and getting ready to put some more on the website, um, not everybody... Uh, tuned into all of those uh, outlets so I think the more we can spread the word and let the community know that you know this is not just for former players this is for anyone um, you know that that Coach Pete was in touch with and, and kind of feels the way that we feel
2: We're joined today by Tony Stinnett with the MTSU Media Relations Department. We'll take our final break and be right back
5: Folks who try not to be controversial, but in these times you can't help it. Tune in to Rutherford Magazine with your host, me, Mike Sparks, Sunday evenings from 5 to 6 p.m. Listen as we talk politics, some local history, faith, and freedom.
1: No, we still see a steady flow of traffic making its way down the interstate here on 24 Eastbound. Coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County all the way out to Manchester with tons of radar out here this afternoon. Oktoberfest at Obring going on now through the end of the month. you still got a couple of weeks left. Check it out online first at ObringGatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with
4: your on-time traffic.
5: We do it your way at Surf
1: Pizza. Murfreesboro's favorite pizza is now hiring at all three locations. That's right. Join the Surf Pizza team, just stop on in and ask for a
5: manager. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living 895-3002 or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com.
0: All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First
2: Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. Locations are in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Talking a little Blue Raider baseball, celebration of life for Steve Peterson, longtime and highly successful baseball coach for the Blue Raiders. You know, I think, uh, as I said, Tony, we both could uh, talk about anything, and you talk how he would handle it professionally, handle his players as if they were professionals. I mean, I don't know how many times you've been in that dugout after a game, you pretty much just turn the tape recorder on and let Pete take over, but he never sugar coated anything. You know, like if, you know, if you were pitching Tony, he'd say Stinnett didn't have it today, couldn't throw strikes. It's 38 degrees, everybody's freezing to death. He goes, he just didn't have it. So he never sugar coated anything.
6: No, and that's. Um... You know, I think the accountability is what that all comes back to, and he would hold his players accountable. And, and I think that's why people like Pete, too, is to your point there. Um, he would always tell it like it is. Um, and, and again, no sugarcoating, but the way he saw it is, is the way you heard it. But, you know, the other thing is he's just so supportive of, of all of those guys. And, you know, the thing that would stand out to me, too, is just, like how he treated his managers. He treated his managers as though they were, you know, the most important people on that team as well. And because of that, I think um, they got a lot of respect from, from their teammates, the players. Um, and and they were very important too. So um, it's just there's it always a joy because you knew what you were getting. And I know some stories you tell, like, you know, uh, back when the the locker room was under the – football stadium before they got the clubhouse and we had lost that home series to tennessee tech oh man oh yeah so <laughs> so i think he said apparently he went there and and uh gave it to him pretty good because we just we didn't do that we certainly didn't lose the tech but then he walked out and come to do the interview with you and was just as professional and you know like like nothing it, you know nothing had happened
2: <laughs> well let's put it this way there once was a boom box in that locker room that boom box ceased to exist uh, <laughs> after that series so but i tell you another we were up at eastern kentucky for the ovc tournament and um it was just the coaches and media you know just you know having a beer eating burgers and you know whatever and um uh the co the ad at the time his last name was combs he um, he said, Coach Pete says you're a big um, memorabilia guy. He goes, I got some stuff I want to show you. So he takes me in this room, pushes a button, and this mahogany cabinet opens up, and it's all this New York Yankee stuff. And uh, he shows me a baseball. It's Earl Combs, um, Mickey Mantle, I mean Joe DiMaggio, and Mickey Mantle. It's autographed. He goes, it's... Sixty years of center fielders for the Yankees, and he starts showing all this, and I like, and then he show, oh yeah, this is one of my favorite pitchers. It was him, and Babe Ruth was holding him as a baby. Ow. Uh It it was Earl Combs, his um, his father was in the first ever Hall of Fame class in Major League Baseball, and he was the bat boy for Murderers Row. So he he showed me all this. I mean, I'm just goo goo gaga, you know. Sign bats, you name it. The most most unbelievable baseball historic thing I'd ever seen in my life. Coach Pete poked his head in there and said, "Like a can- You're like a kid in a candy store, money." <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, he was he was down to earth and, and you're right. He was just it was a matter of fact, professional going to he had a young team one year and they're going to louisiana lafayette and then now this lafayette and he said boys i just want to tell you one thing because lafayette's known for being a great baseball uh town um, great unbelievable fans and he goes if your fa- if your feelings get hurt easy he goes you're going to come home with hurt feelings so, <laughs> so I mean, you know, he you go on and on about him, but just a uh, a true treasure that MTSU has had, and you know, you you look at middle uh, during uh, throughout the years, you know, the the Bubba Murphys, the uh, Coach Pete, Coach Donnelly, Coach Hayes. I mean, just um, true treasures of their sport. I mean, college Hall of Famers, Coach Ensel. I mean, there's just college hall of famers and Uh, middle's been very fortunate in that regard
6: they have and you know another thing about coach pete and you'll you'll remember this but uh, what i love about pete is that you know he really cared about the game of baseball to the extent of not only his team winning but doing whatever he could to improve the game by for example i remember when you and i were coaching Babe Ruth, you know and they had uh clinics for the um for the coaches, coaches clinics, that Pete and his staff put on for free to make sure that coaches in these leagues knew just the fundamental things that they should be teaching and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and you know, one of Pete's favorite days of the year was always Optimus Little League Day. Um, he loved having all those Little Leaguers out on the field with the players and filling the stadium, but as important as middle tennessee baseball was to coach Pete uh the, the the rec baseball and and stuff like that in the community um that was very important to him as well because he wanted to be sure that the the young kids were being taught the proper ways of, of playing the game and he felt the way to do that was to get those coaches together and go over you know just the fundamental things base running uh you know how to hold a bat bunny, throwing the ball but I remember many of those Saturdays uh, being at those clinics and, and thinking, wow, man, this is a Division One baseball coach taking his time and bringing his players and staff to teach, you know, dads and, and volunteer coaches uh, the game of baseball or, or to at least, you know, expose them to things they may not have been exposed to.
2: Uh, Tony, we could have done a whole show on Pete, maybe three or four, but uh, wanted to get into some basketball with you, but the time's gotten us. Uh, but we'll try to hook up with you next week and talk some, uh, some hoops because I know it's coming up right around the corner.
6: Yeah, it won't be long.
2: All right, appreciate it, Tony. That's Tony, that's, St- that's Tony Stennett joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today.
1: We'll talk to you tomorrow. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. This is a paid legal
5: ad. When a family member is lost as a result of someone else's negligence, the grief can be unbearable. It also leaves you with a lot of questions like, how did this happen? Who's responsible? And is my family going to be okay? That's a lot to go through. But with the law offices of John Day on your side, you don't have to go through any of it.